0: What's going on everybody? Welcome in to another edition of B-Shape Daily. My name is Brendan Schaefer and it is Tuesday, February 9th. Coming to you with a Yadier Molina-centric episode as the Cardinals have officially brought back the franchise iconic catcher for one more year. At least. We don't know. Remains to be seen. We'll see how 2021 goes for Yadier Molina and the Cardinals. That could determine their next steps. But as of right now, it's just the one year. So Cardinals fans know that they will have one more year watching the iconic battery of Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright. Both players are under contract for this 2021 season as the Cardinals getting the band back together with the exception of Colton Wong, who signed with the Brewers. But essentially, the Cardinals bring back Yadier, bring back Wayno and they replace Colton with Nolan Arenado different position on that infield, but you slide Tommy Edmund over, and that's kind of the plan they had, the attack plan for the offseason, I think, from the beginning, and it's the one they were able to execute, even though it took a lot longer than people had probably hoped. But if you'd listened to John Moselak at the beginning of the offseason, it's basically within the timeline that he described that it would be. He said it would be a long offseason. He said it would require patience. And when he said all that at the beginning, I think folks, myself included, heard, okay, it's going to be a boring offseason. The Cardinals aren't going to do much. And maybe, hopefully, you'll bring back Yachty and Orlando, And that'll kind of be the extent of it. With maybe adding some other lower key moves to the periphery of the roster. Instead, the Cardinals planted their flag with Nolan Arenado in the middle of the St. Louis roster. And they're going to make a run at things here for 2021 talking to you today about the audio Molina signing, because Yachty had his zoom conference on Tuesday afternoon, the team officially announcing the signing and making Yachty available to talk to the media and talk. He did. He talked about the fact that his free agency process, it was a funny description that he gave. He said, it's uh, something you don't ever really want to experience, but at the same time, it is something you want to experience because it feels good to be wanted and to see in the open market how your skills are valued. But I think to some extent, Yadier Molina expected his market to be a little bit more on fire, a little bit more attractive from the get-go. And it was slow developing, but that's the way the entire offseason has gone throughout Major League Baseball. And so I don't think it's a knock on Yadier Molina or a slight to his game and his reputation It was just one of those things that teams around the league needed some time to see how things were going to play out. Now suddenly we feel a lot better about how the 2021 MLB season is going to play out with Major League Baseball releasing on Tuesday. More information about the upcoming spring training. Official report dates for pitchers and catchers to work out for the Cardinals. That will take place next Wednesday, February 17th. And then the first full squad will be February 22nd. So we are within a week or two of having some real, substantial, honest-to-goodness Cardinals baseball to discuss on the b Shaf Daily Podcast, so make sure you subscribe if you've not done so already. You can find us at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, the three big ones, lots of other places as well. Just head to anchor.fm slash for 12 and they'll have a link to all the possible applications on which you can find the podcast, but... With spring training just around the corner, the Cardinals were able to get the deal done with Yadier Molina, and really it took longer than everybody would have liked to have seen as Molina today during the Zoom conference discussing the fact that it was trying mentally for him. It was difficult to go through this experience because he always knew he wanted to be back with the Cardinals. Obviously, my first choice was here, St. Louis. That's the place I want to be the place I want to finish my career, but he says it took so long because he was waiting for the Cardinals. That's the reason. The Cardinals evidently did not really put an offer on the table or at least an offer that they were serious about and Molina would seriously consider early enough in this process. He did say there were a couple of other teams that did that were serious about pursuing him, but yadi essentially was waiting throughout this process for the Cardinals to step up, and that's what he said. I was hoping for St. Louis to step up and to put something on the table, and that's what they did. And so it took a while. It took until February, really, for the Molina signing to come to fruition, despite the fact that I think even a couple of weeks ago the writing was on the wall, but then Yachty wanting to play in the Caribbean series for Puerto Rico with his brother Jose Molina managing that squad. As Yachty's, That's where he's been. He's been down at, at, at home with his family and friends in Puerto Rico. Normally by this point in time he's in Jupiter. But because the Cardinals hadn't signed him right away and then he gets this opportunity, he said it didn't have anything to do with his free agency, his participation in the Caribbean series. He just wanted to. He wanted to play for the team that his brother was managing. He thought it would be fun. It's just what he wanted to do and he didn't really seemingly put too much thought into it beyond that. It wasn't like an audition for Major League teams to see what he's got. I think by this point in time, he realizes that people know what he is and know what he's been. And so it wasn't about that at all. It was just Yachty, you know, he loves the game. He wanted to play it some more. And it keeps him a little bit sharp as he uh, now will have to find his way to Jupiter. He joked that he hopes he can find some housing for the spring, find a house to stay at. Probably not too familiar with the area of Jupiter, Florida after all these years. But it was just interesting to hear kind of the back and forth from Moselock, who also spoke during the Zoom conference about how Yachty wished it had happened faster he was waiting for the Cardinals Mosellock, I feel like wishes he could have offered sooner but he just didn't feel like he could and it had to be a little bit of a leap of faith that he wasn't as aggressive that the Cardinals were not as aggressive as early in the process as they probably would have been under normal circumstances because of the pandemic because of the uncertain revenues for the upcoming season and the time schedule and, and things just not being settled But maybe more than anything else, it was because of Nolan Arenado. Because this thing was in the works. And I think from the beginning of the winter, as I mentioned, this may have been where the Cardinals hoped they were heading. One, Yadier Molina. Two, Adam Wainwright. Three, mystery guest. But behind the scenes, that was a very targeted mystery. And there was no mystery about it. They knew they wanted to get Nolan Arenado. And then when they're able to do that, And it seems like it all came together on the timeline, you know, maybe a a little bit later than Moselak had anticipated when he said that January will be the new December because it wasn't until the very end of the month that, okay, we're getting Adam Wainwright. They get that done. They know at that point in time that the Arenado deal is close. That ends up getting reported before the weekend, and it takes through the weekend to actually get finished up. I think it might have already been February by that point. The dates are a little fuzzy for me, but the Yachty thing was going to happen too. And I don't know, you know, we haven't heard as much about the the process with, with Yadier other than, you know, with him playing in the Caribbean series, he was a little busy. And so naturally that would, would come to fruition after the conclusion of those games. And series ended, I believe, on February 6th. Here we are on February 9th. And Yadier Molina officially the newest and the longest tenured Cardinal. You can find my article at KMOV.com. Several articles recently on Yadier Molina, Nolan Arenado, the works, would love to have you read my work over there in the written word. But we got a lot of good stuff from Yadier Molina today, and I think for Cardinals fans, what's of most interest to them would be how he views and how this team views itself competitively heading into the 2021 season. Derek Gould asked Yadier, you know, with this one-year contract, because of course Yadier had one in two years, and ultimately doesn't get that, but because you signed the one year deal, what does that say about your future beyond the twenty twenty one season? And Molina said health is the first thing. You know, if he's healthy, he could consider playing another year after this year. It's what he wanted to do all along. But because the contract situation didn't come through, and again, he's making nine million dollars, according to reports, for this season, and so it's a pay cut from what he had previously and he probably would have been okay with that over a you know two year Span, $9 million average annual value for $18 million. But that's not, you know, the Cardinals at this point were not comfortable with uh, going to that second year. And so we'll wait and see, which is interesting to me because if you want to sign him for this year and he wants to play two years, ultimately next offseason is going to be a lot easier to facilitate deals for the Cardinals, you would think, based on what money they have coming off the books, than this offseason was. Knowing that you had Arenado to try to finagle, and you've got all these players like Carpenter and, and Dexter Fowler's money comes off the books next year. I know Dexter Fowler not with the team anymore, but the Cardinals are still paying him something like $12 million for for 2021. So that definitely has an impact on the payroll, even if he's not still here. Andrew Miller, I think, is another guy that comes off the books. So they're going to have some payroll you know, opportunities, some opening in that budget to be able to make some moves next offseason. But I think, you know, given the fact that the Cardinals only give Yachty the one year despite knowing that he wanted two, it gives them the chance to say, all right, you know, you can prove your worth continuously through this season, and maybe we can do this again next year. With Wainwright, that's the way they've gone, and it's worked out really well. You know, I feel like if Wainwright wasn't satisfied ultimately by the result of each of those one-year contracts, because he's now in his third consecutive one, if he wasn't satisfied, I don't think he'd keep doing it and, in, in, you know, putting on that he really enjoys being a St. Louis Cardinal because I think that's what it is. Yadier Molina, don't get me wrong, enjoys it as well. But this one did feel a little bit more, I think, contentious maybe. And maybe it's just because of the Instagram posts and the fact that Yadier goes on, you know, podcasts and it is open with, with where things are at and his thoughts about contemplating retirement. It's just that Wainwright, I think kept things a little bit more private, it wasn't as out and about with his thoughts until after it was already done, and then he could say, well, yeah, I had these thoughts, and I did consider other offers, but Cardinals were where I wanted to be. Yadi said all those same things today. I don't doubt for a moment that they're all true, but I think you just look at the way the the two free agencies played out, it, there was a little bit of a contrast there. And so for the Cardinals, one-year, $9 million. You know would Yachty have accepted two years 14 two years 15 you know take a little bit off the average annual value in order to get him for the extra year I would say you know probably not if he's already saying look I, I'm taking a pay cut from 20 million to nine and I I, I don't want to give the extra year and then as a result have to take off even more of my potential earning power if he thinks he can perform at a nine million dollar level for this year there's no reason that he can't get another $9 million salary for the year after if that's what he wants to do, if he wants to continue playing for the Cardinals, playing Major League Baseball. And so, um, you know, that's that's kind of the, the way that's laying out right now with regard to Yachty in the future because he basically said, I'm concentrating on this season. My health, you know, that's going to determine things. But for right now, I want to concentrate on this year, 2021, because I think we've got a great team. I'm excited to be on this team with a bunch of great players And he says hopefully everybody stays healthy and this could be another championship kind of year for the Cardinals. And after that, they'll take a look and decide what the future is. That's what he said today during the Zoom press conference on Tuesday. So clearly happy and satisfied to be back with the Cardinals. He repeated that multiple times. Again, yes. Would fans have liked to have seen it resolved sooner? Yes. Would Mosellock and Molina have both felt that way? Yes. It was kind of funny at one point in the Zoom press conference Yachty said, you know, I've known Mo for 20 years. I know he likes to take things slow. And so that was kind of a a, a subtle mention, nod to the fact that, yeah, he would have liked to have seen things go a little bit more swiftly. But, it, you know, in Mosaic's defense, there were a lot of factors this winter that I think, you know, a lot of balls in the air The way is the way I would phrase it because you think about the Cardinals trying to juggle negotiations with Wainwright and Molina, fully knowing that, as Mosellack alluded to today, there's only so much you can control as a team. When these guys are in free agency, they are fully allowed to do anything they want. If they get an offer that they find suitable, they can take it. And then that really puts a a cut into your plans. If you were kind of just taking it for granted, expecting that they were going to be there, you know, waiting for you to swoop in at whichever time you are available for the swooping, because it took a while for Yachty and it, it, Took nearly as long for Wainwright for the Cardinals to go ahead and you know I don't I don't think this Cardinals offer like it stands to reason I don't think this offer was out there at the beginning of the offseason. maybe it was and it just took the players a while to decide that that's what they were willing to settle for but I, I, I get the feeling that it was more you know kind of a gradual Cardinals checking in saying you know let us know we're we're here we want to have you back not ready to to put pen to paper just yet but you know keep us in mind and for a player that's got to be frustrating and I think that that's where Yachty speaks a little bit today to his frustration or just his worry throughout the process that you know anything can really happen when you get into free agency and that's something echoed by Adam Wainwright last week anything can happen you, neither of them seem to have a doubt Yachty said today there was no doubt but when you're in free agency anything can happen Despite the fact that it was slow, it took a while to be facilitated. He knew the day would come that he would return to the St. Louis Cardinals. And so both those guys had that faith. John Moselock had that faith in them not to kind of jump the gun on finding a different offer. Cardinals, you could say, got kind of lucky in that regard. Or they placed their their wager on, on two guys that they, they know very well and knew that their loyalty to the organization to being St. Louis Cardinals would shine through in this moment, and it did, and credit to the Cardinals for you know going ahead and finally getting it done. Credit, though, to both players. If you're talking about from a, a fan perspective, I don't think anybody could have faulted them earlier in this offseason if they had gotten offers. Wainwright talked about having gotten an offer for more than he ultimately signed with for the Cardinals. Nobody could have faulted them if they would have taken those offers, especially... Given the, I'm not going to say the knowledge, but certainly it seems as though those offers were not available from St. Louis just yet when the other offers were were at the table. Certainly in the case of Yachty, based on what he said today, he was suspecting that it would happen sooner and knows that the Cardinals with Moselock, they like to work a little more slowly, a little more deliberately. Wainwright, I don't recall saying that specifically, that it's like he didn't have an offer on the table, but... It certainly seemed like there, was, there were days and there were weeks throughout this process where Yachty and Wainwright communicating with one another throughout the winter, as both of them now have said, was the case. Days where they were they were maybe, you know, internally kind of wondering if it was going to work out the way they assumed that it would. Fortunately, it does. And not only that, those two moves, while they're big for the fans here in St. Louis and they're big for the legacies of these two players— Arguably, neither are the biggest, most important move regarding the Cardinals' competitive chances in 2021 and beyond of this offseason, because that's Nolan Arenado, without question. If he is the player that he has been, kind of removing 2020 from the situation because he was injured because of the pandemic, they shortened the season, and there were a, a lot of factors that go into kind of his mediocre showing, especially by his standards offensively in 2020. But if he's the player that he's been, the Cardinals have got a good one. And Yadier Molina sees that, you know, like he's he's in this process. They get Arenado before Yadier even signed, even though the assumption at, the, at that point was, yeah, Yadier's going to sign. So Yadier was asked today if he'd spoken with Arenado. And he said, yeah, I, you know, I've talked to him. I've been talking to him for two years. Like, I think this is something that these guys, you know, throughout the Cardinals, and I'm not going to go as far as to say throughout the league, but certainly... You know these guys see the rumors and they they're they're plugged in with their front office. A guy like here Molina, absolutely, he knows. And Adam Wainwright, when he hinted to something big potentially in the works with the Cardinals during his uh, Zoom press conference the other day last week, hinting to something potentially coming down the line, these guys were plugged in and they knew that Arenado was essentially on the way. It wasn't confirmed by any stretch of the imagination, and and given the number of times the Cardinals had tried previously to make this happen it was far from a guarantee but I think these guys knew and, and were excited about that and so people said you know was this a deal where the Cardinals had to get Arenado or Yadi and Bueno were gonna leave and go play somewhere else I don't know that that was the case I don't you know I think all along these two wanted to be back here but when you get Arenado that's kind of another signal that says hey for two guys that are on the the latter stages in the twilight of their careers you certainly want to be able to to hoist that trophy one more time to win another championship, to take home another ring. And if you're able to do that with the team you grew up with in the St. Louis Cardinals, all the better. And so that team, as both of these guys are exploring free agency and trying to find out where their best possibility, their best chance to, to win is going to be this season, they go ahead and they trade for Nolan Arenado. Probably the best player to move anywhere this winter, I would argue. Like, you could make an argument for Francisco Lindor on the position player side. You Darvish is an ace that that changes hands. And he goes to the Padres, where he'll now be teammates with another ace, Blake Snell, who goes from Tampa Bay to San Diego, former Cy Young Award winner. So, there were some big names that that moved this offseason, but maybe none as significant as Nolan Arenado. He's still at an age where he's going to be in the prime of his career, you hope, able to take advantage of, you know, what he brings to the table for the next several years. Same thing with Paul Goldschmidt, who's already in place. But if you're Yachty, if you're Wayno, and you see the Cardinals adding, if not the best, at least one of the top three or five names to move this offseason, and the Cardinals go out and get that guy to solidify a spot where they haven't been as competitive when you look at the rest of the league talking wins above replacement offensive metrics like weighted runs created plus ops plus the cardinals have not rated as favorably at the third base position in recent seasons where you've had matt carpenter struggling you had some good efforts from tommy edmund when he was there at times but consistently they haven't had the starter that you know is going to be able to lock down that position and perform nolan arenado is that guy and yeah, you lose a little bit as far as Colton Wong, and we've been through the ringer on that. Y'all know how I feel by this point in time on Colton. If not, go back and listen. I've done multiple podcasts on his situation and leaving the Cardinals and in the way I feel about the way all that went down. But on the net, you have to admit that Nolan Aronado adding him, it's hard to, to say you're going to be worse. And of course, and I can talk about this tomorrow, maybe, we'll see if I have even the the temperament to do it. But even though it's obvious to most of us that the Cardinals did not get worse from last year to this year, they got better by adding a premier player, the Pocota rankings are out once again, or I should say the Pocota predictions, where Pocota puts out, their based on their simulations or their their models or whatever it is they run, baseball prospectus, they put out the Pocota, which tells you how many wins they think everybody's going to have, and... We probably will do the episode about that tomorrow for Wednesday's B-Shape Daily because it's so ridiculous. But year after year, they get the Cardinals wrong. And somebody mentioned to me, well, they were only off by a couple of wins in this year recently, whatever. Like, that's fine. But if you look at the whole scope of what the Pakoda have been for probably as far back as a decade, maybe more, I don't think they've ever over-estimated on the Cardinals' win total. Like, the Cardinals have never... In, in a long, long time, and I'll probably end up down the rabbit hole again tomorrow looking over exactly how long it's been. But I don't think in a long time they've overestimated how many wins the Cardinals will have. They always undersell them, and in this case, that has been the same. I think they have their initial rankings, which did not include Yadier Molina. Their initial model has the Cardinals winning like 80.5 games, so like an under five hundred team or right at five hundred, slightly below if you look at the decimal points on their predictions. So that's fun. Cardinals did not get worse. I don't know if I who needs to hear that, but they didn't. Uh, you know, things can happen injury-wise that can change that. Recognize you won't have Dakota Hudson, but they went out and added Nor Arenado. They're probably not going to make any other big additions. John Moselak today saying in toward the end of the Zoom press conference regarding Molina that where they're at now, now that they've got Yachty in the fold, you might see some non-roster invitees that are added to the... The situation could could vie for spots on the opening day roster, but otherwise no big moves. So like Jake Odorizzi, who I think would be a great addition, I think they could still use another starter. He financially is probably going to be out of the Cardinals range because they're going to be looking, as Moselec said, it seems like, unless that was a smokescreen. They're going to be looking more at the lower echelon of options. And so it might be a veteran where they say if he makes the team, it'll be for a $2 million or a $1.5 million contract kind of like they did with brad miller last year i believe his was a a non-roster and i could be wrong about that i know that matt weeders though was a non-roster but everybody knew he would be added and so that first year when they they brought him to st louis to be the backup catcher once he was added as a minor league you know option it wasn't really going to be that way they they bake that in and say hey when we they don't guarantee it i guess but if you end up on the the roster here's what you'll make They could do that with some pitchers and some other guys. You could still see some room for a utility infielder type of guy. I don't know that it's going to be anybody especially exciting. If and when it comes to fruition, we'll be able to tell you if we're excited about it or not. But Cardinals probably have made most of their moves by now. Like we said earlier in the show, going to be ramping up towards spring training here. Hopefully I'm able to get down there. We'll see. That's kind of up in the air right now for if and when I'll be there and for how long. But excited to be able to Talk Cardinals. I anticipate finding a way out of this Missouri cold and snow and bitterness and getting down to Jupiter to be able to bring you guys some information from spring training. Once again, the dates on that Cardinals start pitchers and catchers workouts on Wednesday, the 17th, I believe. That's like just more than a week from today. And then the 22nd, which I think is a Monday, that will be the first full squad workout down in Jupiter, Florida. So, once again, this has been the episode kind of wrapping up the Yadier Molina situation. We knew he was coming back. It was never really a, a question, never a doubt. And now it is official, yadi back with the Cardinals. So plenty more Cardinals baseball to talk about in the days and weeks and months ahead right here on B-Shape Daily. Appreciate you guys for joining me for today's show. Going to wrap things up this time a little bit shorter than we've gone in the last few days. Send me a direct message on Twitter. Let me know what you think of the show, what you'd like to see. What you like that you're already getting to see or hear, I should say. Not a visual podcast yet, but maybe someday. But normally feels like 25, 30, 33 minutes is kind of what I shoot for. Last couple of days been over 40 minutes, but we've had a lot to talk about. Today was the Adir Molina situation that we've known was coming down the pipe anyway. So, going to wrap things up a little bit more early than we did in previous episodes, but let me know what you think. You like the longer ones, you like the shorter ones, whatever your commute is, maybe that's what you like. If you're not listening to us on your morning or afternoon commute, I recommend you do so. Go ahead, hit us up with a subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can be along for the ride as we talk Cardinals baseball on B-Shape Daily throughout the preseason and season, all year long, really right here on the show appreciate you guys for joining me and we will be back tomorrow with another episode peace